A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard. This is episode 23, the Michael Jordan of episodes. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Brendan. Brendan has an Irish story, um, sort of what one of the it has something to do with what we talked about last week. And then, he, of course, he's going to quiz me on all things America. So, Brendan, take it away. Do as you, as you please. <laughs> hey, friends. Great to see you today. So, you might remember that last week, Logan asked me 15 questions about Ireland to see if I could hold on to my Republic of Ireland citizenship. I did fairly well. Got 14 out of 15. There was one I got wrong, and it was about fish. <laughs> I was livid. And I teased that we had a particular salmon story. And I believe I quote, I said, it was a thing. <laughs> that was my excuse for not elaborating back then. So a long time ago, um, in Ireland, there were no official schools. But instead, there were wise men and poets who would gather young boys around them and they'd teach them stories um, significant parts of our culture. One such man was Phinegus. Phinegus was known as the wisest man in Ireland at that time. It was Phinegus's dream to catch a certain fish. That fish was known as the salmon of knowledge. Whoever caught that fish would have superb King Solomon level wisdom and knowledge concerning all things. Phinegas had a particular student named Fionn. Not only did he teach Fionn, but Fionn also did household chores for him. One day, Finega spent hours and hours and hours standing in a river trying to catch the Salmon of Knowledge. However, it was a mystical fish. It had magical properties. When it finally leapt out of the water, Finega instantly fell asleep on the ground. Obviously, the fish did not want to get caught, and this was a defensive mechanism that it had. You would fall into a slumber if you set eyes on it. Kind of like, you know, Ireland's version of Medusa. <laughs> or the less snaky reptilian version. <laughs> Fionn had the bright idea of blindfolding Phinegas and preparing nets for him. So Phinegas went back and river. And he actually caught the salmon of knowledge in the fishing net. Now, legend said that whoever was the first to touch the salmon and the taste of its goodness would get this gift of unlimited wisdom and knowledge. Venegan did not actually touch the salmon. Rather, he put it in a spit, and he just began cooking it. He decided not to actually touch it or ingest it at all till it was fully ready. He went away for a little while, 
while he's cooking, and he told Fionn, do not, under any circumstances, touch the salmon. Well, <laughs> if you've ever seen a young boy or teenage boy and left him alone with food and told him not to touch it, sorry, old fogies. What do you expect happened? <laughs> a blister appeared on the fish, and Fionn thought, oh no, that doesn't look right. So he decided to touch the hot fish to burst the bubble. What happened? Obviously he burned himself. Hello, it was cooking on a spittle over a fire. <laughs> and then Fionn put his finger in his mouth to cool his finger down. However, in doing so, he had ingested the fish's magical properties. And he became gifted with all knowledge and all wisdom there and then. He was absolutely frickin' it. Terrified about how the old man would respond when he finally got back, held himself to this fish, and realised he was none the wiser and none the smarter than he had been earlier that day. So when the teacher returned, Fionn, shaking, shivering, almost paralysed, relayed what had happened. His teacher was so, so upset and grieved, because this had been his life's ambition. But in the end, he just had to accept that what had happened had happened. And he released Fionn to pursue the fullness that life would offer him with this gift of abundant knowledge and abundant wisdom. Fionn left soon after, and he decided to join a group called the Fianna. The Fianna were Ireland's greatest warriors of the day, and Fionn would eventually become their leader. And they had a motto, and it was, Strength in our limbs, truth on our lips, and purity in our hearts. And they are the exact purposes to which Fionn would put his gifts of knowledge and wisdom all the days of his life. And that is the story of the salmon of knowledge. So now that we've looked at a little bit of Irish mythology, let's take a totally spontaneous segue <laughs> into America. So last week, Logan absolutely tortured me with the unofficial <laughs> citizenship test to see if I truly met his criteria of what constitutes an Irishman. So I think it is only fair but I know do the same to him. Let's see if he's really American or if he's actually Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Broski. We'll see. Let's do that. What is the supreme law in your land? The Constitution. I'm embarrassed by how long it took you to say that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> what does the Constitution do 
There are three possible answers. I'll accept any. Uh, the Constitution dictates uh, what uh, rules we can live by in terms of our freedoms. Um, so it has different statutes of freedoms in terms of and, and in terms of how you're free and how to be treated as free. Um, and it also as uh, it was written by John Hancock. Um, <laughs> it is on there is one of the people who wrote. It is one of the people who like signatured. Um, and, uh, it dictates just how, how we're supposed to live. I don't, I don't know how detailed you want me to answer that, but. No, no, no. The, the, the website you've clearly read from is sufficient. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to hear, you know, click clack in the background there. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of self-government is in the first three words of the Constitution. What are the first three words of your Constitution? Why do you have to do this to me? <laughs> it's we the people. <laughs> I thought I'd get revenge. It is we the people, guys. <laughs> How many U.S. senators are there? How many U.S. senators you said? Uh, and that is what I said. Yep. Yeah. Um, I believe there is. I believe there's fifty U.S. senators. There are one hundred. There you go. It I was think fifty this is probably or at the time when you asked me the fish question last. It was fifty or a hundred. <laughs> uh, I can confirm that one of those correct. The one that I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the first permanent English American colony? It was named after a king. Um, I believe Virginia was the first. No, no, Virginia was not. Oh, you said the first uh, first colony, not state. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, colony, colony. Okay, so like, um, it was. Oh gosh, I think it was Georgetown. Ah, it wasn't King George. He came a bit later. It was uh, Jamestown. Jamestown after okay. King James the first. Yep, I got confused yeah, on that yeah, one. Yeah, George came later. <laughs> that's right. That happens easily. That's not American history. That that's before America. <laughs> uh, that's what it is. I told you I was going to make this hellishly hard on you after last week's week. That me. I was almost throwing up. And a fever, you will throw up out of shame. And when was the Declaration of Independence signed? All I need is the year. All you need is the year. 
Um, I believe it was 1776. Yeah. That is correct. What was the first American state? Okay, so now we're talking state. Um, I believe it was Virginia. Yes. It wasn't Virginia. Because there are 50 of them, I'll let you guess again. (laughs) Think Um, of a certain mostly dead scarecrow. So that does not help at all. Um, uh, let's, go, let's go with Massachusetts. <laughs> Delaware. See, I, I don't know that one. <laughs> That's all right. And who was the first president to live in the White House? Okay. Um, In the White House, I'm going to say it was... I don't think it was Washington. I think it's going to be... Let's go with Thomas Jefferson. What was that? It was directly after him. So, so before Thomas Jefferson, just after Washington. So Adams. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Adams. Yep, correct. How many original British colonies existed in the USA? Original British colonies. I believe it was oh, in, in America. 13 colonies. It was 13, yep. What year did the U.S. enter World War One? Enter World War One? Um, that would have been uh nineteen fourteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. Who was the first man on the moon? Um, Neil Armstrong, an American. That's right. Should have been an Irishman. We got there first. We just don't brag about it. (laughs) Which famous woman refused to give up her seat on a bus? Rosa Parks. That's it. How many Super Bowls has Tom Brady won? I know nothing about American football, but I kind of like this guy. I believe he's won seven. Uh, oh, possibly. Let's see. That's a different figure than what I have, but the one you have might be more correct. Might be more up to date. Hold on. Pretty sure it's seven. Not gonna. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So as I had said six, but it's possibly possibly he's won one since then. 
Ah, the question I had was outdated. You're correct. Yep, seven now. Lovely. Yep, great. Nice segue into Super Bowl this weekend. <laughs> How many pizzas? <laughs> totally unintentional. Um, <laughs> how many pizzas do you think Americans eat per year? Let's say between 500 million and a billion, or between one and three billion. Um, I'm gonna guess. The first one, so what was that, 500 uh, million in a billion? 500 million to 1 billion, or 1 yeah, billion to that, 3 billion. Uh, 500 million to 1 billion, that's my guess. According to recent statistics, it is approximated to be 3 billion oh my word you guys like your pizza <laughs> yikes <laughs> no, no wonder we're, I think we're obese no wonder we're obese and <laughs> <laughs> um, the final one and the most important who is my favorite u.s president Um, all right. So I've got, I've got a couple here. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to na- say three names and I think it's one of these three. Um, it's either okay. George Washington. There are actually only three um, that I like. It's either George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, or Donald Trump. Um, I think recency bias says Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan's also great. That's Reagan's also great. Yeah, okay. Trump for the win. <laughs> awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. All right, Broski. Good job. We got nine out of fifteen, spanning a quiz touching on five hundred years of history. So, uh, good job. Not really. Your citizenship is maintained. It's okay. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think 66% lets me stay, <laughs> but. <laughs> okay, well, you know, in that case, your citizenship is still secure in heaven. On that note. There you go. What word have you brought from us from the Bible? Oh, the segues today. They're great, Brendan. Great job. Great job. Um, <laughs> well, after that... I've had a lot of thought into these. Absolute. <laughs> after that absolute uh, atrocious failure, um, I apologize on behalf of uh, to all Americans <laughs> everywhere. Um, yeah, I'm not as uh, foolish as I'm sure some Americans. I'm sure some of them wouldn't have got any of them right. But uh, I still should have done better. So I apologize to everyone who can hear my voice. (laughs) 
Anyway, um, we are in Psalms chapter hey, I nineteen. Said never <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, so we are going to be in Psalms chapter nineteen, uh, verses one through six today. Um, so I will read it for us. Uh, I'll say a couple words, and then uh, Brendan can close us out in a word of prayer or. Um, just some thought just with his thoughts as well. So uh, Psalms 19 verse one, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament show his handiwork day unto day utter speech and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard and their line has gone throughout all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven, and its circuit to the other end, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. And so what I'd like to talk about today is just how, uh, how amazing creation speaks to our creator God. Um... There's a lot of uh, paradoxes. There's a lot of strange yeah. things that happen in nature in terms of um, how bees can fly and how uh, just all the crazy, um, like, wonderful things that happen in nature by volcano ash and uh, different colored, um, different colored waters and uh, different colored. Uh, LG that changed the color of the change the color of different like waterfalls um, and the rainbow and all these amazing things that God has like given and has created in creation and uh, uh, all of them cannot be designed by a big bang or by science we we even we try to duplicate and replicate things but without uh, without having the genetic material that God designed and created from nothing, um, we can't recreate anything. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've heard it said that there's uh, that there's a a joke of that science says that they can recreate the whole world, and uh, we can recreate man. And God says, "Well, then you need to get <laughs> you need to get yourself your own dirt because that's my dirt." You know, I created man out of the dirt, um, and it's my dirt. I'm the one who created dirt. So God has always uh, has created has always created things, and all of it points back to Him. Um, whenever you hear birds chirping, whenever you see the sunrise, whenever you see um, beautiful, picturesque places, those aren't created by us as humans. In fact, a lot of times we mar them with our phones and with our uh, own personal um, billboards or whatever that we put in the way. Um, But all of it is created by God and speaks to God. Um, There's verses throughout the Bible that speak. If we remain silent, if we did not share the gospel and did not tell people about God, nature would cry out. The rocks would cry out and tell of who God is. Um, because they do every, even the rocks are created by God. And we think most time when we look at rocks, they're, they're dumb and they're gray and they're boring, but God creates them. 
Um, so all of creation points to to who who God is. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the things why we feel so close to God when we're in nature, is because God created all of it. He He knows all mm. of it. He did all of it, and so that's why we're so close to Him in nature. So my recommendation today: go out if you can. If it's not, if you don't live in a terribly cold climate and it's not freezing outside and negative thirty two, um, but just go outside and uh, look at nature. If you uh, are stuck inside and you can't go outside because it's so cold outside, then maybe uh, look up um, picturesque things online of creation or look up how uh, some cool animals or maybe watch a documentary on some underwater animals. But all of them are created by God. And so even when you hear the little thing that says, uh, this thing is 50 billion years old, you can honestly say that's not what the Bible says, but still appreciate it for what it is. Um, so uh, with that, I'm going to turn it over to Brendan, and yeah. if he would uh, close yeah. this out. Amen. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you that you have filled the earth with evidence of your glory and of your goodness, of your love your life and your creativity. We thank you, God, that none are without excuse. Because no matter how dark the days or how powerful evil's grip on the world is right now, we still live in a world that is oh so beautiful and that resounds of your glory and that reverberates the creation song. And God, we just pray that as we go about the next week or so, until we're back together again, that we will carve out that time to spend time with you, get to know you more, get to know you better, get heavenly revelation and downloads from you, especially when we're out in nature, and that you would fix our eyes on your beauty and your goodness, your majesty and your power, as the creator of all that is, and just give you a fragment of the worship and the praise that you are due, which is all that we have, all that we are, all that we could ever be for all eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. All right, Logan, will you just tell our friend how to come get in touch with us? Yes, of course. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, which we'd love to hear from you, we, we always appreciate that. Uh, you can you can send us an email at from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. Um, you can also leave comments in the YouTube version of, of our podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear from you about what God's getting a hold of you, um, about different things or questions you have, of maybe uh, – how you did on the American quiz, um, how you're a better American and you live in Canada or, um, or Germany or somewhere else in the world. And you're a better American than the American on the podcast. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, and so, so totally send us an email this week. Um, or, or like I said, leave us a message. So, uh, anything else you'd like to add before we go, Brendan? Just 
a word of faith that God would prosper each and every one of you under the sound of a voice, that he would fill you with hope, happiness, patience, resilience, and joy this day. Best days are ahead of you guys. Keep the faith, keep hope, keep on loving, love himself, and just get immersed in his goodness. And uh, I don't know about you, but I am already looking forward to being back together again next week. <laughs> Bye, friends. Amen. Amen. Bye, friends. Have a great week.